good morning this Thursday morning. So glad you could join us for our devotional time in the book of Revelation. You might think that's a strange combination, devotion and revelation, but that is what this book is all about, warming up our hearts to who the Lord Jesus is and equipping us to live in difficult days. Okay, so uh, we're looking at the churches we're in, uh, that John wrote to, and let's pray before we jump in this morning. Lord Jesus, we bring ourselves to you again this morning and say, we're yours, Lord. We want to live for you. We want to honour you. We, we were talking yesterday about martyrs and, whoa, it seems such a, uh, a long way from our experience. But, Lord, we, want, we too want to learn how we can walk faithfully with you, even when it costs us and hurts. So come and speak to us, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we were looking yesterday at the church in Smyrna. We talked a bit about Polycarp. A dear man, remember, 80, 80 years have I served him, or he's done me no wrong. How can I deny my saviour, whatever. They're lovely, lovely words. Um, so, and they laid down their lives. And, and I was pointing out that Jesus presents himself in just the way that people need in their situation and so we, we saw there in um, in verse 8 these are the words of him who is the first and the last who died and came to life again and he's saying that to martyrs the first and the last and everything in between he was there at the beginning he, he'll be there at the end you know when you're facing death wow what a wonderful thing to uh, he's the eternal one he, he started everything off, and even thinking of your life, there at the beginning, there at the end, and everything in between. Isn't that beautiful, whatever you're going through? He's the first, and he's the last. And he died, and he came to life again. You see, that, that's, that's the other way around to what we normally expect. You know, uh, uh, death and then life. But that's the way it is for, for us, um, who died and came to life. That's beautiful, isn't it? We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were made alive. Similarly, with our bodies, we will die and we will be made alive before, before the Lord. Beautiful. These are priceless, priceless things. Um, okay. Um, and then we saw there the Lord. No, I know your afflictions. Oh, I'm right there with you. Don't let the, 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 the enemy, don't let Satan deceive you. The Lord knows and he's there when you are going through difficult times. And they were difficult. They were being thrown into prison. They were laying down their lives. God give us the courage and the passion to follow Jesus faithfully and not compromise. We would, where there needs to be little deaths in our lives, death to pride self all the rest those death yeah you know what i mean the we, we want to be made more like jesus he who began a good work in you he will complete it lord we we want to be changed daily don't we we want to be changed to be more like you um so it goes on to say don't be afraid what you're going to suffer you're going to suffer persecution be faithful be faithful. Let me say that to us this morning. Be faithful. Let's be faithful to the Lord, faithful in our devotion, faithful in our witness, 
faithful in the way that we live our lives. Even when it begins to cost us, let's be faithful. I'll give you the, the uh, I'll give you life as your victor's crown. That's the athlete's crown. Well done, good and faithful servant. I don't know what you might be going through just now. It might be challenging to following Jesus, making choices. Oh dear, dear friend, um, let the Holy Spirit lead you in your choices, that there'll be choices that will honour the Lord Jesus in your life. It's worth everything. Okay, whoever has ears, let them hear. What the Spirit says to the church is the one who is victorious will not be hurt by the second death. Okay, the first death is that physical death. Second death is is a spiritual death, being cut off from the presence of the Lord. The second death, we'll come to that again later on in Revelation. The one who's victorious will not be hurt by the second death. Isn't that lovely? Um, we're running for the crown and we've got an eternal destiny in the Lord Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? Wonderful. Okay, so that's Smyrna. You might notice there, there's no... Uh, there's no correction or dis uh, to, to the, this dear church. They're the one church that don't have any correction. Remember Ephesus, you've lost your first love. No correction here, just commendation and promise of, of help. Okay. To the church in Pergamon, verse 12. To the angel of the church in Pergamon, write, These are the words, uh, these are the words of him who has the sharp Double-edged sword, that's from that chapter 1 again, sword coming from his mouth, sharp words, clear words, uh, words that pierce. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne. This was a, 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 a pretty wicked city. It's important that you know where you, you know, you, you understand the, the place that you live in. Um, yeah. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. Well done. There's the commendation. True to the name of the Lord Jesus. Isn't that beautiful? I mentioned here a few weeks ago a testimony I heard of a lady, a woman who'd had a wonderful conversion. And when she went back to her workplace or whatever and her friends, whenever she heard them just use the name of Jesus in swearing, she, she said she would say we worship him i love that god give me the courage to do that we worship him Isn't that beautiful lord more courage please um where where am i west you remain true to my name you didn't renounce your faith in me not even in the day of antipas my faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Oh, these dear believers, the price they were paying. Lord, give us courage to live more boldly for you in these days. And we pray for dear Christians in nations, where they, where, in countries, in places where it costs them their lives. Oh, God, more grace. Bless them, help them. Lord, we pray for them and their families. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Okay. So there's been a high price in this wicked city. Antipas, my faithful witness. What a lovely thing. Faithful witness. Would you like the Lord to say that to you one day? Hail, faithful witness. Isn't that lovely? What a beautiful thing. 
Beautiful thing. What a commendation. Faithful witness who was put to death in your city where Satan lives. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some among you who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin, so they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Oh, this is a bit tricky. Okay, Balaam. Okay, you've got to go into the book of Numbers for this. Um, Balak was king of the Moabites, and uh, Balaam was a prophet. He was one of he was, he was one of the God's people. He was a prophet, and Balak heard about this and said, "Oh, I'm going to get this guy to come and prophesy a curse against Israel." Because Israel, it was during the um, in, you know in the wilderness, and uh, the Israelites moving towards the, the promised land, and Moab, they're they're they're, they're coming against Moab. So the king of Moab says, right, I'm going to get this, this powerful prophet. I'm again to come over to my side and prophesy a curse on the Israelites. Remember? And he got on his donkey and uh, uh, his donkey sort of suddenly stopped on the road and turned into a wall. And he, because there was an angel in the road, but um, Balaam didn't see it. He was beating up his, his donkey. Anyway, the, the donkey eventually spoke and said, why are you beating me? <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know the story probably. Anyway, the, the, the point of the story is um, that Balak, king of Moab, tried to get pay Balaam to prophesy against Israel. Um, and every time he tried to prophesy uh, a curse, a blessing came out. Oh, whoops! He just kept prophesying a blessing over Israel. Um, but then in the end, as we read here, he tried another tactic. He suggested they entice the Israelites with food and parties and drink and women. Okay, so there we have it in verse 14. You have a few things against you. Some amongst you hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin. Instead of confronting them, he enticed them. So they ate food, sacrificed to idols, and committed sexual immorality. Likewise, uh, you also have those who hold to the teaching of the, the Nicolaitans. So, in other words, what was going on? Instead of you know, there, there was the the enemy. Put it, let's put it this way: the enemy can be direct sometimes in the way he attacks us. Other times, subtle, trying to seduce us, and we excuse. We can excuse ourselves certain things, uh, not realizing how dangerous they are, and they can they can bring us into a bad place well my time's gone I must stop and I'll come back to this tomorrow but Lord I pray for us today would you give us wisdom as we walk today we want to please you may we be alert to temptations around us things that would trip us up we want to honor you please help us Lord in Jesus name amen I'll finish that story tomorrow have a good day